4: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. On a day here in which it seems like sports are returning sooner rather than later in not only California, but also New York, what is the Vegas lead here on this Monday?
5: In honor of the greatest basketball player of all time, let's talk about LeBron James seven losses in the <laughs> fight. No, 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 no. MJ. MJ.
4: It took 5 weeks but the conclusion of the last dance took place last night on ESPN episodes 9 and 10 for the highly thought of documentary from ESPN.
5: What did you think, Snarky?
4: Um I got a little tired of the live tweeting by people in sports media. But you know all,
5: you realize so. you didn't you're not obligated to watch or read that.
4: Well, I know, but it took me about three episodes before I realized I just got to log off Twitter the last two hours of my show.
5: And so, what was your sense of the general tenor of the sports media tweets?
4: It was just a race to see who could comment on what everybody was watching first and make sure they get the hashtag in.
5: It so just it wasn't so me. much pro-MJ or pro-LeBron. It was more just want to get their thoughts out there.
4: I, I was surprised how many people didn't know the story already. And that's what it felt like to me. How many people were surprised by many of the details? I've, you and I have talked about this. I think Jordan's the greatest of all time. So none of the details were that surprising to me.
5: Let me clear up the greatest of all time. All right? We'll save a, hopefully a lot of time, though we know we won't. But I want you to think about this. And I think as you listen to other arguments, you're going to th- come back to this and it's going to make a ton of sense. And here it is define what it is you mean by the greatest. Because it might seem obvious, but let's think of three different things it could be. One is, at his height, it was the best player we've ever seen. So you could make the case a guy, uh, Gail Sayers is the perfect example, mm-hmm. old school football. I never saw him play. It was well before my time. But apparently he played like four and a half years, hurt his knee in a way that you know couldn't be operated on in a healthy way or effective way for rehabilitation. Never, I don't think he ever played again, more or less played effectively. You know, obviously Bo Jackson. And maybe a Bo Jackson would strike you in football that at his height maybe as good as anyone we've ever seen. Number two would be Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith was never amazing. There was never a thought I think the case could be made that Emmitt Smith was never the best running back in the NFL on any given year. I think Barry Sanders would have beat him out a lot of years. Now, was there one year he was or not? I don't know. But for a guy who sits on top of the NFL rushing list, Emmitt Smith had the least amount of years you could imagine being the clearly best player in the NFL. It was about accumulating stats longevity. And if you draft somebody, that's probably the most important, right? If you're the Steelers and you pick a Big Ben, it's great to think about how Big Ben might be at his height, but it's also important, if not more important, to think he's going to have 15 years of top five in the league quarterback play. Would you rather have that or three years is the best and then... The rest may be out of the league or not good at all. Who knows? And then finally, it was it's about if we're playing Earth or for against the aliens for Earth, who do you want to be the captain of the team? They, they come down and say, we want to play some basketball. Now, you're hoping they don't fly or you know, drop in the ball in from above the basket, hovering. But if it was like the stakes are as high as they can get and there's one game to play, Who's that guy? You might say, "Well, RJ, that sounds a little bit like the first or you know, like the, the you know, the greatest moment." It's like, "No, because some of those great performers that did amazing things weren't clutch performers. They weren't focused, they were focused in a way maybe on an Instagram-like moment more than winning. And we've all seen the basketball players that go behind the back when they don't need to go behind the back. And it look when it happens, right? White Thunder, White Chocolate. You know, there's all, you know, all the different kind of, uh, let's just say and type plays that aren't necessary for winning. Now, sometimes uh, behind the back's necessary, right? And we can all sit and judge it, but we know the guys that are looking for attention, and we know the guys that are looking to win. I would say John Stockton, whatever, wherever you rank him, Stockton is going to be very high when it comes to the accumulated stats because he was consistent for a long, long time. He's going to be mighty high when it comes to wanting to win. My sense was he wanted to win more than anything. And I saw a few videos and radio snippets on Stockton because obviously he was getting attention in these last couple episodes – that really said this guy might be the best – you know, Magic was like not a point guard really. He was, but he was so unlike any point guard ever. It was like, well, he was, but he's a different breed. This Stockton guy was the classic point guard. And Isaiah would have been on that list probably, Mark Jackson. But I never got a sense that Stockton was worried about showboating, right? So to me, those are the categories. Highest height. Wanting attention, uh, or let's say highest height, accumulated stats, and winning. Obviously, Michael was not the best at accumulated stats.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do.
5: And the more I've thought about this, and Jonas, I want to hear your thought. I'm RJ Bell, straight out of Vegas with Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik. To me, LeBron reminds me more of Kareem. The more I think about it, aka Lou Alcinder. Steve, you familiar? I am. Skyhook? Yes. (laughs) Coggles? Yeah. Airplane? in, when he was with Milwaukee, and Kareem, I was a, you know three years old or whatever, so I don't remember it, but they talk about his dominant period. And a lot of people remember more the 80s Kareem. And even come 79, 80, when Magic's rookie year and they won the first title, there was a sense of that Kareem was secondary. Because if you look at the Lakers' performance... The year before Magic, the year before that, they were, I think one year they missed the playoffs, the other year they were about 500. So Cream by himself wasn't doing it. Magic shows up, they win a title. Okay? So it doesn't mean Cream wasn't good in the 80s. It meant he was moving through the 30s and into his 40s at the end. But the fact that he played those years, they made it so his stats were the number one score of all time. But there was never a sense, and there's a famous story, that Magic won They won the first game ever. So it was Magic's rookie year, first game, and there was a last-second shot. Magic hit it. He's running. He's jumping up in the stands. He's doing backflips. Maybe not, but you know what I'm saying. And he jumps up into Kareem's arms, and Kareem says, we got 82 of these, kid. (laughs) You better relax. So in a way, Kareem being able to last 30-some years – or it seems like 30, a lot of years into his 30s and beyond, makes those counting stats so amazing. But at what point was he, oh, my gosh, I want him to be the guy. He might have been a great, hey, if you're going to play the aliens 10 different times in 20 years, you want Kareem on the first draft. But on any given year, Kareem didn't have many of those years that he was the best player. But he had a lot of years that he was the five best, seven best, whatever. LeBron seems to me to have lost a lot of games, meaning finals, where the idea that MJ, you might say, well, is it better, Joe Montana, is it better not to go to the Super Bowl or to lose the Super Bowl? Would you rather lose earlier? How can that be better? There is a mystique if someone doesn't ever lose when the chips are really down. There is. But you forget about Jordan, and this reinforced it to me. Every year after he busted through, so give him credit, it was Larry Bird, it was those Pistons, but when he busted through, every year that he started with the team, they won the title. That's it. There was three years to start, started one, started one, started one. Baseball, missed a season, came back with 17 games or whatever, didn't win. Now, would it have been cool if he won? Yeah. But it shows you in a way, if he would have won there, it would have been an indictment of the league. There was a young Shaq and a young Penny at that point that were able to beat him. And if you watch the end of this, and you saw against Utah, especially those two years, how good the Jazz were on the road or at home, the idea of beating Malone and Stockton was a win. It was not easy to beat them. And it was literally one play here or one play there. But one guy always made those plays. And no one else in the history of the league has ever been that much of a winner once he broke through. And LeBron broke through at a certain point. And since then, he's lost more... Finals and he's won. There's a difference there.
4: And I got to be honest, I'm so happy I wasn't live wagering back in the late 90s on these <laughs> games. How many times did we see, oh, the Bulls are down 11, Jordan looks exhausted already, Pippen's not 100%. I'm like, oh, they're going to get blown out. And then they go back to win outright.
5: So Jonas, that idea of Kareem and LeBron, which I haven't really heard before, and that accumulate where. I think they're inversely related. The ability to get so up for every big game that you don't lose means you can't play 20 years like that, that you're going to be like a shooting comet in a way, and you're going to be there and then take two years or a year and a half off, then be there again, then take three years off and try to come back. And finally, he was old enough that he was getting beat. So he played a one year that was okay. Second year, he said, I'm going to do this right. Played 82, scored over 20 points a game and then he was done, that seems like a different breed of player.
4: Yeah, no, it's a different breed. And also your comparison with Emmitt Smith, I would would put it to you this way. Who's had a better career as an NFL player, Walter Payton or Frank Gore? I mean, it's Walter Payton, and it's not close. And Frank Gore might pass him on the all-time rushing list. So that's where we have got to do our due diligence to not just look at stats at the end of the day and really put into context somebody's impact on the game, and nobody comes close to Jordan.
5: And if the term is impact, then it starts getting into, well, what was the business ramifications? And, you know, where David Stern was obviously very cognizant that Jordan was such a key part of the growth of the NBA. And one of the last things said on the whole doc was there was 80-some countries we were in when he started and 250 when we were done or whatever the numbers were. I think those are generally right. And that's another factor. But I would say this, Frank Gore might have had the better career. But Walter Payton was the better player. Yeah, 100%. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think you could say reasonably, and this is the big windup, you could reasonably say that LeBron had the better career than Michael because you could say, okay, three titles versus six, and, but now how much does the regular season successes matter? How much does that 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th year, and counting, he'll probably have 20, 22 years. That can't be nothing. It can't be that a season doesn't mean anything if you don't win a title. But I think that a title is probably worth three or four seasons, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, it's a debate if you want to say who had the better career. But if you want to debate who the better player is, you're yeah. insane.
4: The other I mean, one, I would just say Madison Bumgarner and Clayton Kershaw. I mean, just think about those two careers. Some people would argue Madison Bumgarner had had the better career but isn't close to the pitcher that Kershaw is because of the World Series.
5: And it's funny because with Kershaw, there's a sense that he's the better pitcher, but there's a lack of clutch. Yeah. I don't think anyone thinks – I mean, everyone that has a brain thinks Jordan was more clutch than LeBron. But does any – I'm serious. You couldn't think otherwise. Be
4: sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
1: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800 333 kia for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10
2: year 100,000 mile powertrain and 5 year 60,000 mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer
3: for details. The big take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe.
6: Mexico will likely have its first female president.
5: And then you have China.
0: You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: So, Jonas, I know the stats guys are always saying, oh, well, you know, there is no clutch, blah, blah, hot hand theory. Watching this reinforced to me how much Michael did off the court to help them win.
4: Yeah, and your point on how how bright he burned—you can watch the final two, the last season of both championship runs. He looked completely out of gas. Like he he had the pedal to the metal for so long that physically and emotionally he was spent. I watched last night and I said. God, I mean, I don't know if they would have had another year in him. If he wanted to come back, I have no idea what he would have looked like because he looked like he was completely out of gas in the in the final season of of ninety eight, and that was the second time he ran out of gas, which is just you know goes to your point. When you burn that hot for so long, sooner or later you're going to burn out, and he did twice.
5: And his uh, athletic trainer, who had made um, he was the guy that was talking about the pizza, yeah, right, and. And we got to talk about that. But he said, and it was fascinating, I actually listened, first time I ever listened to a book on tape, I've never done that before, but I I figured this is when I can listen in the background, and it was from his trainer, and he was talking about Michael a ton, and this fellow also trained Kobe and Dwayne Wade, so I mean, he's been with, you know, and he talks about Michael like it's a different breed, like there's Michael and there's everyone else, and that's probably true, or that's true in my opinion, but... He said that when you are so focused on every decimal point, as in, if I tie my shoes this way, if I put on one pound, if I lose one pound, if I sleep this much, whatever it was he was thinking about, because it wasn't just being a good basketball player. It was him him changing his body, where he was a certain body type early on. Later, he put on a bunch of muscle to deal with Detroit, Then he went and played baseball, needed a different kind of body for that. Then he came back to play basketball. And the footage with him and when he was recording his movie Space Jam and his emphasis on this next season, we better be ready, it's like he obviously was very deliberate, Michael, about the way he approached his health, his body. And he goes, when all you're doing is obsessing over that, when you get to be the best – you don't have anyone to compare yourself to. All those years when you were playing against Detroit and they were winning, you could say, I'm going to keep doing this, this, and this because i got to get over the hump. But once you get over the hump, where do you go? You try to repeat, okay. You try to three-peat, okay. Now, is it is four-peat important? Yeah, but is that more important than five-peat or six-peat? We're going after Bill Russell, nine out of 11 or whatever. And... He says that's the time a guy like this, or so few of them, will have to quit almost for their own sanity because they got no reference point. They're in that. Re- it's like once you become, and that's funny, as much as any other player you could make the case has had their time in the sun. So Durant and, and the, the Golden State team, they were as good as any team you could say. I think that you, it's fair to say. But there's no one player that you ever thought. Was even better than LeBron. Like, I, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. So now you got LeBron who's losing more finals than he wins. You've got everyone else that can't get better than LeBron. So no one, and forget chasing the ghost of Michael Jordan. So to me, the idea that you get on top when you have Larry Bird saying, I've never seen anyone play, like, like the guy was in his second year, third year. It was the second year after his injury he put up 63 and Larry Bird saying that wasn't Michael Jordan that was god playing basketball. And imagine a second imagine Zion next season being discussed like that. That's what it was. I can't even fathom that. It'd be a lot of people saying, well we'll see if he can do it for 7 years, you know, a lot of naysayers and probably rightfully so. <laughs> And Michael didn't even play his second year till the end. So, literally, yeah. when Bird said that he had one full season and like 15 games to end the year and then the playoffs, they were a below 500 team that year because he didn't play much. And you got Bird saying, I've never seen anyone like that. He was just in a different universe.
4: <laughs> and by 1993, his first retirement, many people in the media said the greatest NBA player in the history of the NBA has just retired. That's only halfway through his championships.
5: And you could make, and you could make the case, and, and I think rightfully so, you could make the case that he would have met the criteria of maybe having the highest height. Yeah. At that point. But that's the balance. If you're, yeah. if you're going to be in between the accumulation of stats, which is LeBron and Kareem, let's say, and the highest height, there's that middle ground, which is this is the biggest winner. He might not have played as many years, but what we know is this. If you want to talk about the way that documentary is edited, is the idea that every time he started with a team after learning how to win, after breaking through, and what we're doing by saying it that way is eliminating the one year he came back with 15 games – And it's hard to say. If he can come back with 15 games and win it, when they actually had a bad supporting cast that year too, Rodman wasn't there, but Horace Grant was gone. It was the one year they didn't have a good four. I think they had a losing record when he came back. They had a losing record when he came back, and it was a situation where it was a shock that they lost. I remember when Nick Anderson stripped him, and it was like you couldn't believe it. And it never happened again. So... What part – if you could tell one story to your grandkids, Jonas, what would that one story be from The Last Dance?
4: Oh, God. I would I would just give an overall – to make people understand how great he was, I would just say outside of Tom Brady, he's the only athlete that I can think of. Maybe George Foreman you could put in there that had two Hall of Fame careers.
5: Yeah, that's interesting. That is fascinating. Now, Brady, it's funny. I think he's undisputably the GOAT in football. And I don't even put him in the universe of Jordan. And some of it might be because no one player in the NFL who's only playing half the time, he's one out of 11, and he's one out of 22 if you count both sides of the ball. And when you're one out of five, it's just you just – one great player affects things so much. I mean, think about all the great players in the NFL – like Megatron, like Barry Santa, they all seem to be Detroit. I don't know. But <laughs> like like Megatron could have been the best receiver or well, Jerry Rice. But you know, it's very fair to say Megatron was the third best receiver after Moss and Rice. I think that's reasonable. At his height? Didn't even sniff the playoffs or sniff winning anything. I mean, think about OJ. How many Super Bowl I mean listen, OJ was a great running back. A lot of people thought Jim Brown and OJ for a long time. Walter Payton that, Walter Payton didn't make a Super Bowl till he was like in his what mid 30s. NFL it's just a, it's a team game. Yeah. Doesn't mean a player isn't great, doesn't mean he wasn't instrumental to the winning. But you put Tom Brady on a crappy team, it doesn't matter. You put MJ in his prime on a crappy team, they probably almost win it. They just, I mean, I think we saw a crappy team the year he came back with 17 games. I think they that he was an underdog to win it, but he could have. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch
4: all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
1: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the
0: creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying...
1: A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first listen. listen. This season...